Welcome to the Cracking Cybersecurity Podcast. I'm Anna, editor at TICE, a leading site for cybersecurity decision makers and enthusiasts alike. This week on the show, we have award-winning cybertech company ESET's malware analyst and researcher, Lukasz Stefenko, and Nuraj Janoszek, senior software engineer and head of automated threat detection and artificial intelligence. I caught up with them both at a bustling, bonkersly busy Mobile World Congress last month in Barcelona, where we discussed the tactics criminals are employing to hack into mobile phones and how we can stay secure with the fast-moving innovations in the mobile space. First to Lukas, who starts by describing the sort of malware hackers are using to break into our mobile devices. Yes, different types of malware and... I guess one of the most popular is um, adware, and the idea is to display advertisements. Um, that's the way, or that's how bad guys generate revenue based on ads without user interaction. So it's, it's really easy money, something like crypto jacking. It's installed, you no need to make any interaction by user. Comparing that to banking threats, let's say, or ransomware, user needs to make some interaction. User can spot the difference with the application. There are some requests. You can see different permissions. Application can hide itself. The same applies to ransomware. Some interaction needs to be done. So <coughs> how would it happen on my phone? If, if I, it, was it through a, the, an app I download? That's how the hackers would yeah, get yeah. in? Yeah, you need to still you need to download some application. And unfortunately, um, these apps, um, were found or has been found even on Play Store. That's really not, not good for, for them. And yeah, that's the, the way how you can get infected by malware, by adware, by banking trojan. You need to download the application, install that. And most of, most of the time, they impersonate something legit, like application you really need, new update, new Google Play version, new banking application, something that's there. New apps such as, let's say, Fortnite, that was popular. Scan. And in terms of what you're seeing in the mobile space, is it that hackers are employing the same tactics that they were using or they are using in the desktop space and moving over to mobile, or are they employing different tactics? Yeah, they're actually using the same tactics because they try to follow the trends from a PC and they're moving to Android, to mobile platforms, so they follow latest techniques that were used there, such as ransomware, crypto ransomware, uh, mobile banking trojans, bypassing um, uh, verification, SMS verifications, two-factor authentications, adware, also really popular on, um, on PCs. So yeah, they follow the trends from uh, other platforms and apply them to something new that's, that's out there really fast, for example, Android. So is it particularly sophisticated? Uh, depends on the, on the guys, on the bad guys on the other end. We see a lot of malware that is not so sophisticated, but it's still on the user, whether he decides to install, whether he wants the application or not. Most of the time the social engineering um, is applied, but still we see sophisticated malware. Every single year um, there is something new, some new technique applied by bad guys. Lately it's, for example, abusing accessibility services. They are meant for visually impaired users, disabled users that helps them read text, zoom in, see what the application is running, and that's misused by bad guys. And these threats are even found, were even found on Play Store. 
And yeah, that's that's the latest trend as I see it. That's interesting. So why do you think that's happening? Well, this is the easiest way. Um, Google stepped in, of course, um, back years. So with new techniques, they try to ban or uh, um, uh, cut the opportunities for developers to use those, let's say, permissions for techniques, such as um, detecting what application is running in the foreground. Such as if it is a banking application, they try to scan it and request the user to log in into their activity, not to banking application. This was banned, so they're trying, bad guys are trying new techniques. And this is something uh, that haven't been done properly yet or misused by, by them. And right now it's happening in banking malware where they try to copy the text from a login and password um, edit box. They try to copy them and send to the attacker. They try to change or exchange the addresses where the cash can be sent, like in PayPal, cryptocurrency wallets. This also applies misusing accessibility services. So how can we protect ourselves? Uh, my advice is uh, that always read comments on Play Store, of course, download apps only from official App Store. Um, read comments from other users, it's really helpful, because when a user downloads the app and app hides itself or tries to scam him somehow, user goes to Play Store and puts that effort to create a bad or negative um, comment for, uh, for the developer for the application. And many times I see that Comments. There are comments. This is fake application. Application requested some device, request administration, um, accessibility services. It hides right after something happened. It display ads. As much as simple thing user can do without any other protection level, but without any other protection layer such as antivirus in their smartphone. And also, when we're talking about accessibility services, when there is a request from a application. Because for users, it's hard to tell which application requested accessibility services. They act as they are from Google, um, system update from Android, but it's all fake. They are popped by malware. And if the application does not, well, if the, if the user is not 100% sure this accessibility is requested by the application, for example, um, he's visually impaired and the application needs to read the text, then should not accept the, the accessibility services. So read the comments and don't activate any accessibility services right. if you're not 100% sure. It seems that the hackers are really on this, ranging from, say, the, the not sophisticated to, to the more sophisticated like spyware. Um, can we actually keep up with all of this? With 5G around the corner, and we're, so, we're racing ahead to innovate, but can we keep up with protecting ourselves? Yes, we can keep up, but um, I see a problem uh, with the people. They are not aware, and all the technology, mobile technologies, expanding IoT smart homes, and expanding so fast that there's no time um, to keep up with all the available information that out there, and people maybe don't even care and are not aware what uh, how they could end up. Um, yeah, spies are really a case. Even last year, many things happened due to sophisticated spyware uh, campaigns. Um, AV is there to protect you, or at least should. We see that 
enterprises are relying more and more on mobile uh, devices, and and yet over half of firms still struggle with mobile security. Uh, what's the what's the shift that has to happen? What's the cultural shift that needs to occur in businesses to get this right to improve? Yeah, you mean like uh, enterprise devices, and they struggle with that, yeah? Yeah, and because more if more people are using their mobile, more of their personal life is going into yeah. the workspace, and that's not necessarily healthy. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Many times people have their smartphones, corporate enterprise smartphones, and they have even confidential files, emails, and all intranet access um, in their smartphone, also with their personal information why you should carry two smartphones if you can have only one. So actually our whole working life and personal life, it's in one device, every single day, 24-7 connected to the internet. And yeah, my advice to enterprises is, Android is, in my opinion, an Android system, operating system is really secure, but there are some... Uh, Hints you need to follow, such as I advise only using custom Android. There are many different um, OEMs that use customs, so you can uh, decide based on the price and budget you have. And uh, following basic um, security rules, there needs to be some admin that um, actually can allow you, let's say, install whatever application you stumble upon. If you leave your device at home, and your kid knows your password and installs the games, the latest games, um, uh, Fortnite apps, and whatever it's trendy right right these days. Um, this could end up really terrible, in a terrible way. So um, for sure have pin code, um, back, your, uh, back up your data on some remote medium, not on SD card that's inside your smartphone because of the ransomware and spyware that can steal your data. And of course, up-to-date, up-to-date operating system and some other layer of protection, such as AV, let's say, network protection. So, in terms of that cultural shift, how should they adapt quickly? Because we need to adapt quickly. People are working from; they're not working in the office anymore. There's a perimeter, there's space, um, as you say their personal lives are merging with their work lives and is there something that organizations can do quickly? Yeah, there has to be mindset that has to be changed for them um, and they need to, well, adapt because uh, as you said, the, we're not going back and only keeping straight and forward, so they need to adapt as soon as possible follow latest um, uh, trends and I think still I think I still think that needs to be aware of uh, the possibilities even though we use different new types new I don't watch smartphones and a smart bracelet you name it so a lot of these things you need to adapt when tokens when you go to, to companies uh, are you are you positive about the future? <laughs> yeah, I try to stay positive. It's all about convenience, and we like the devices, uh, the smart things, following trends because it makes our lives easier. That's that's the reason, and we are not thinking about the security issues. 
And another thing is, um, for example, educating our kids. Because we as parents, we don't have to follow all the rules. But our kids, they are um, with their devices in school, in the schools with our kids. They have that and they probably, I'm 100% sure, they're not uh, aware of the possibilities, how these things could be misused. They don't understand. And so I think that education, even your kids, is really important for, for that. I mean, do we understand how they can be misused? Yeah, that's... We fully understand that. No one fully understands that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the problem. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard to, to follow everything, but, but just, the, maybe just the basics. And they're really simple to follow, just the basic rules. Um, however, we still inform uh, our clients through, through our blog posts and our presentations. Simple rules you should follow. Every single year, we have more and more detected malware or malware we stopped on our clients' devices, so... Let's run through the basics. Yeah. What, 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 they, what, what are the basics for you? Uh, basics for me, when we are talking about mobile devices or Android devices, to stay out of um, malware is um, downloading apps from only from Play Store, even though there is a malware from time to time or bad apps, harmful apps. Um, still, before downloading app, check the rating permission, and try to verify developer what apps, what other apps he has also in his stack. Um, check the links and verification. The most important thing, as I said, are comments from other users. And, you're, and if you're still not sure if the application is okay, is legit, let's say your banking app tries to act as banking app or something new, some game, something that's trendy with a lot of, with a lot of installs, huge number of downloads, then uh, just go on Google and try to figure it out. Is it legit or not, based on developer name, application name? It's that simple. Thanks to Lukas. Now to Yura Janicek, who shares his thoughts on AI and machine learning, and whether they're the cure we need. There's a lot of skepticism about machine learning, of how it's being made, how it's going to affect our future, and our jobs, and our everything, um, our justice system. Yeah, that's right. When people are skeptical, and when people, maybe they're not too positive about it, how do you talk to them about it? In this kind of, of technologies, I'm speaking for myself, uh, I'm also a bit skeptical, like what it will be. But um, when we look at the history, like every time when some disruptive technology came, and also there were also problems. Like uh, the starting of the last century, uh, when we were shifting from steam machines to electricity, there was also a lot of protests. People were not very trustworthy against the new technology, but. What we know right now is that we couldn't do anything without electricity and nobody could imagine living without it. And uh, it's, yeah, it caused that some people will uh, lose the job, but it also created a tremendous amount of new jobs. And we see this same thing with internet. And now I think the same situation will be with machine learning and those artificial intelligence, possibly later artificial intelligence technologies that it will actually cause us to uh, improve our civilization, our, our good. That's what I think. But uh, yeah, the, we are still just starting the, this way. 
because what we have right now, the machine learning, it's not the true AI actually. It's just some statistical algorithms, and we are we are still on on um, starting on this long road to creating a true artificial intelligence. Uh, Bruce Schneier has said that security is both a feeling and a reality, um, and we can feel secure but not actually be secure in reality, and, and vice versa. Do you think we could ever be have those in sync? That's a tough question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bruce Schneier is a yeah he's Clever. great expert. <laughs> uh, I don't think that. Uh, Ever in future, we could be 100% uh, 100% secure. It's, uh, I think it's not possible. Every time there will be, when you want to do some attack, you pose an attacker. You will always try to find some way around how to how to perform the attack. And no matter what the what the protective measures will be, every time we see that when you are investing a lot of time, effort, and money. We'll find a way how to break things. But people can be feeling very secure and actually not have the patching in place or yeah. monitoring their own social media. What's your advice to those individuals? I would advise mainly that uh, people shouldn't be that bit fast in those decisions, especially because we really get used to those technologies because they are nice, like social media and the smartphones and everything connecting homes and IoT devices. But every time when we are using some new kind of technology which is not that uh, proven by time, we have to be cautious. And I think the good sense of, uh, of like stop and think and then act, it's the, it's the good way how to, how to increase our own security. Do you feel like that will ever come second nature to humans? Because it's not in our nature. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps it is when we're driving. But, um. Yeah, that's maybe a, that's a good a good example. Like uh, when we start with the car technologies and uh, all, all of these things. So, yeah, we were not that cautious right now. Uh, we have uh, also the technology help us to improve the security on the road. Uh, and I think it will be similar with uh, with this uh, with this uh, with these new technologies because it's. Uh, the development improvement in, uh, in new emerging technologies uh, it's really fast but can we keep yeah. up yeah. is it too fast it's, it's, it's fast but I, I think it will it will improve like the people will be more cautious and uh, get more used to those technologies and find out its way maybe I'm really positive I don't this know is great. <laughs> this is good to be positive <laughs> but still we have to be cautious because uh, the cyber threat is everywhere. Like it's literally everywhere, and uh, you really need to think about uh, the ways how to protect yourself. That was ESET's Yuri Yanishik, and before that, Lukas Stefanko. We thank them both for their thoughts and advice. That's all for now. Please do follow us on Twitter at Tice T E I S S. And please do send us your topic suggestions for future shows. We'd absolutely love to hear from you. For now, it's bye from us and join us next time for more cybersecurity chat.